0: Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: And welcome to Thursday. We're glad you uh, tuned us in. My goodness, how about this? Thursday, December 7th, 5.09 p.m., uh, 55 degrees. We'll take that any darn day. Um, Hey, it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. Mr. Jeff Mall, stay tuned for him uh, after the news at 536. No, Jeff is here in just a second. But after the news at 536, uh, a special guest, Mr. John Ricks, uh, who's Executive Director of the Nebraska Tourism Commission, who will also be in studio. And uh, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire.
2: Dan, I can't tell you the last time... I showed up to work in shorts and a T-shirt with no jacket or coat or anything in December.
1: (laughs) I had to look around the counter to see that you do have shorts on. I have shorts
0: on, indeed. It's it's a good day. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, go Big Red. How about those Husker ladies uh, sweeping Georgia Tech this afternoon to advance to the elite eight um just one more game uh, which is saturday and we win that we'll be headed to florida for the final four so congrats lady huskers how about that well truth over tribalism principles over partisanship uh five days a week let's do it again mr jeff mall executive director of visit lincoln always good to see your smiling face
0: apparently i'm overdressed when I look across the when I look across the table and I see Johnny over here in his shorts and his T-shirt, it's a good look for December, by the way. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I, I I like to sport the uh, the wrestling shirt. I have hundreds. Of
0: course, it's always good to get them out of the closet. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but we didn't. Neither one of
1: us wore overcoats uh, into no. the studio. We both have you know jackets, uh, light jackets,
0: and sweaters. And... Yeah, it's a good feeling. It's a good day yeah. to be out, and it's great to be back. It's been a little while. I know I had a couple. Weeks in there where I went back to back, but we're going back to our normal schedule. So, yeah, yeah. it's good to be back, Dan. It's good and, to have you. Good to see you at Chamber Coffee yesterday.
1: Uh, it's always a joy. That's uh, my one of my favorite days of the month is Chamber Coffee. Tell our listeners what Chamber Coffee is.
0: Chamber Coffee is uh, one of the membership privileges of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. It's the first Wednesday of every month. It's a great opportunity to not only network pre- and post-event, but to hear updates from our city and county leaders, our federal delegation, people like myself, Luke Peltz, with the Partnership for Economic Development. And it's really to, to give you a good idea what the pulse is of the business community, all within an, about an hour time frame. And it's, uh, it is one of my favorite events that the Chamber does.
1: Being in PR, being kind of the social guy I am, um, I do like the program. Uh, because I do learn something every time if, for our elected leaders. Uh, but obviously, for me, it's the social time before and after that I uh,
0: get to see people. And That's where you thrive. I just love it. And having Lanny Boswell on last yeah. night, we had him report yesterday at the mm-hmm. the Chamber Coffee. And uh, gosh, you know, I... I i admire that man i've always admired him he's a great guy but to be faced with so much difficulty in life to just push through and be lanny boswell and yeah. just see him smile and see him walk into a room and demand a presence and uh yeah he's definitely blessed with a, a lot of power and it's it's good to see him in the public
1: it, it is and i yeah it was interesting to have him back to back from uh yesterday morning mm-hmm. to uh yesterday afternoon and and uh yeah i took lanny uh out for a cup of coffee. Uh, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, sur- sur- uh, s- somewhat, sur- sur- <laughs> shortly, that's the word I'm looking for, mm-hmm. shortly after he was diagnosed. And, because uh, I've known Lanny a long time, but yeah, he just, Lanny's still Lanny.
0: He is. He is. And
1: uh yeah, so that was a delight to have yeah. him on. And uh, Paul Gossman. Well, um yeah, every Thursday, as our listeners know, it's, uh the business round table where we bring uh, the newsmakers, thought leaders, people that make a difference in our business community. And uh Mr. Jeff Maul, boy, a big week uh because man, yeah, I've seen you uh <laughs> almost every day this week now that I think about it, I know. Jeff.
0: It's it's been a it's been a great week and uh you know, Dan's referring to the fact that we were at the Celebrate Business Awards, uh, another great event by the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and uh, you know, part of the special part of this program is not only do we recognize a lot of great business leaders, uh, or organizations, corporations that have been stalwart, just pushing this community forward. We had a chance by surprise to honor two individuals at, at this event. It very cool. And uh, Derek Fireherm from Visit Lincoln in the Chamber of Commerce, as well as Bob McNally with uh, the Lincoln Airport Authority, were uh, recipients of the Commander's Award for Public Service from the Department of the Air Force, as presented by Colonel John D. Williams, commander of the 155th Air Refueling Wing, all because those two are the heart and soul of our air show every year. And yeah. I'll tell you what, it was a record-breaking air show this year.
1: Yeah, well, and I got to play a small part in that because we, uh, my company, at Parsons PR, we represented uh, Navy Week, which coincided with uh, the air show. And so, in fact, I sent uh, that article uh, to our friends at Navy Week uh, this morning. Great. And uh, they really... Thanked me for that because obviously they've worked with Derek and Bob and yeah. and so yeah what a what a really nice honor and uh, so and what a wonderful I sound like I'm doing the chamber uh, commercial here yeah, but, yeah yep, um, yep which is fine because you guys deserve it but what a well run uh, event uh, at the Cornhusker and you kept us on time and it was entertaining and oh and D Wayne <laughs> was the
0: MC it's so pretty, he's a pretty powerful MC Isn't and he good uh, he did some things at this event with crowd participation encouraged people to do more than just clap if you wanted to hoot and holler or do a rick flair woo in the middle of the room he really got the audience engaged but something that i always take a look at, at this event is the tourism development award this year was the second year of the tom lorenz tourism development award yep. Uh, a, a, an honor given in memory of an amazing man in yes, this community was. for tourism yeah. and a previous guest on this show joel, joel green, green with Robert's cave yeah. was given an award for yeah. all of his work and in, in, in making the destination a better place and joel's a great story and, and he's a great uh, person to walk through the cave and be a historian so it was great to honor him but just a lot of other great award winners on uh, at that event it was
1: really fun and uh yeah from from joel to uh uh you know, uh, some of the service organizations, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Madonna yeah. uh, was the other.
0: Yeah, we had Madonna get an award, Cornerstone, Roger T. Larson Community Builder Award went to Dan Duncan. Yeah, that was Innovation cool. Innovation Campus. Innovation campus yeah. uh, the Entrepreneurial Spirit Award went to 86 Bar Staffing. Who knew I was we'd not... have to have a bar staff, bar staffing company in Lincoln?
1: Uh, that was interesting. I, I was not familiar with that organization or that business. Yeah, that's yeah. good.
0: Wax Buffalo received the Small yes, Business of the Year. Yes. Love her story. Her video was yes. very, very fun. And the Manufacturer of the Year was Speedway Motors, Green Business of the Year, Lycor Business Solutions or Biosciences up on 20 or 30 something in Superior, 33rd in yeah. Superior.
1: All stalwarts of this community. That's, uh, that's really cool. Uh, back to Joel Green yeah. uh, uh, with uh, The Cave. Um, I did not know that he was doing that full time now. Robber's Cave. Sorry.
0: Yeah, he's 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 definitely there we we actually have to turn people away that want to get in there just because there's so much demand for it. The thing that people don't for uh, don't remember is not only do you have the cave below ground and it's a great place with a lot of history and Joel tells a good story, there's a vent space on the ground level
1: the former brewery yeah
0: yeah yeah so it's a great place for wedding receptions and parties and uh a lot of people are doing events uh, we've had people get married oh no kidding uh, upstairs take yeah. pictures down in the cave oh. and uh it's just a memorable uh place to be so congratulations joel your family your daughter uh, is a big part of what you do over there met your wife for the first time oh, and, nice. uh, just a great family experience
1: yeah yeah um it, speaking of um Uh, Other events in the city. Mm -hmm. And I did not remember this. We've got to take a break here in a second. But um, the Ag Expo, my goodness, there's a ton of people in this city. We'll come back and talk about
0: it. Yeah, it's a good event. Uh, Just wrapped up today. So we can talk about that coming out after the break. Yeah, very good. Folks, hang on.
1: Uh, We'll be back with Mr. Jeff Mall after these messages. Come on back.
0: You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show. On 1,499.3 KLIN.
1: And hello and welcome back. It's the Thursday edition and we're so delighted that you're here. And uh, yeah, every Thursday it's uh, the Lincoln Business Roundtable. We bring the thought leaders, the people that make a difference in the business community here in our city so we're delighted that you stuck around, uh, and uh, we're delighted to have back on the show after a little bit of a hiatus, Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. Jeff, uh, glad you stuck around.
0: It's always good to be in your presence, Dan. Uh, Let me tell you, uh, this is the place to be. <laughs>
1: Man, well, you're kind. Well, so we're talking about things going on in Lincoln, and mm-hmm. I did not, I knew about it, but I did not remember that the rag to brag the nebraska ag expo uh let's brag about the nebraska ag expo is such a big dang deal in our city
0: you know did 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 you know dan the nebraska ag expo at the lancaster oh wait the sandhills global event center at 84th and havelock is the second largest ag show in the country second only to the national farm show in louisville kentucky We have that right here in Lincoln, and we've had it for several years. And uh, this year, they had 800 exhibitors from 27 states. Hmm. It's the second largest show, as we talked about. It takes over 9.2 acres of exhibit space at the event center. Gosh, that must
1: be about the whole kit and caboodle.
0: My gosh, I was out there a couple times the last couple days. They wrapped up today at 3 o'clock, but the amount of people walking in and out of there with merchandise and tools and Getting new ideas of innovation in agriculture—that's that's the trend right now. Is, is how technology, technology is yeah. taking over the ag industry, and so it's all on display in Lincoln. And I had a chance to talk to people from, you know, Canada and across all the states across the country. And I'll tell you what—I promised them that uh, it is always like this in Lincoln weatherwise. I said <laughs> fifty-five to sixty degrees in December. Yeah. We'll make it happen in the future. Yeah. Heck yeah! So it's all good. It's a good event.
1: That. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yes, so you're getting used to saying Sandhills Global (laughs) for a couple different uh, projects that you've uh, been involved in. And, so, uh, and of course, the ball field. How are things coming along on the ball field?
0: The dirt is flying at First and Cornhusker, the Sandhills Global Youth Complex. Uh, We are about 90,000 cubic yards of dirt currently into the project as far as creating the surface. Uh, We've got about another 30,000 cubic yards to go. We hope to have that down by year end. Samson Constructions has just an amazing job that they're doing out there. It's obviously a safe work site, but it's fun for me twice a week to go out there and drive by and just see how much dirt's been moved and a lot of good things. Now, next year, we're going to roll out 621,000 square feet of synthetic turf. It's just like rolling carpet out, just just on down the line. It's going to happen. So we're going to have an all-turf, all-synthetic turf field, and uh, we'll have that thing ready for spring of 2025. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's coming fast. Wow. And we've got, I'll tell you, we've probably got 20 or 25 organizations deep right now that are already asking for dates. They want availability. And so I think probably the first quarter of next year we'll have to start uh, putting that calendar together.
1: So remind me and remind our listeners. Um it, it, there'll be an organization form to run the, the facility, right?
0: Yeah, currently we have a board of directors in place. I have a seat at that table just talking about what we need to do to get the complex where it needs to be. We will hire a third-party operation organization, uh, preferably locally owned. We want to keep the money right here in Lincoln yeah. as well as in the state because there's a lot of organizations that want to come in and run it and then take it out east or west or south. So that is the goal right yeah. now to have a local operator.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: Um convention center <laughs> why do we always i mean that's we been, haven't talked about it for haven't. a while yeah but uh, it's something everybody wants answers to you know we've been very fortunate through the legislative session last year to have access to some turn back tax yeah. uh, we want to thank all the lincoln senators led by senator Elliot bostar and uh, county commissioner sean Flowerday for getting us down this road and uh, we went through an rfli process a request for letters of interest uh, i can tell you that we have multiple sites uh, interested in developing in downtown Lincoln. More than one is a good thing. Because originally
1: there were eight sites, seven, eight sites identified? Actually,
0: there was five sites identified for the feasibility That's study. Right,
1: five, five, five. And so those aren't necessarily the same five. Or It could be more, it could be less, it could be different.
0: Yeah, we had a third-party consultant tell us that there are five sites that they feel would be good for mm-hmm. a convention center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the RFLI process is actually reaching out to the development community and saying, hey, Tell us about your team. Tell us about the site that you think is developable, um, acquisition, things like that. So uh, we are now at a stage to bring on a third-party consultant sometime in the next few weeks uh, that will help lead this process, selection of an architect, selection of a site, and then ultimately getting that RFP out there. And so we think that the the multiple parties that are interested – will come back through the RFP process, but know that it's not limited to just those, those few that we have.
1: Remind our listeners why we need a convention center. I tried to do this, but you do it so well. You do it in your sleep yeah because <laughs> you've you lived know, it for all these years.
0: When your largest hotel space downtown. The Cornhusker Hotel is only doing 30% of its market demand. Yep. And the market demand are the state state association conventions make up a big, big chunk of that. Corporation events that want to meet in Lincoln. We just don't have the space. We have great facilities. We have great hospitality partners in Lincoln, but we don't have the space. And um, there's a lot of other communities across the state that are doing it better. And as the capital city, this is where people want to be, Dan. So that's probably the the, the quickest answer. But uh, know that whatever I say here about making Lincoln better, it's all about making the state of Nebraska better. Yeah. And, and so we want to create a healthy rotation with our state associations so that they go see Paul yes. Eunice and Carney. Yes. They take a chance to go up to uh, Embassy Suites in La Vista or Omaha or Douglas County, yeah. but come back down to Lincoln. So we're not trying to take it all. We want to share. That's the important thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you ought to be in politics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, that's, that's really exciting. And... and so you anticipate there'll be some additional news sometime maybe yet this year?
0: I would hope so. Yeah. I think we need to close this year with some really good news that, that we've put together necessary steps moving forward that we're advancing, that we're bringing potentially a consultant into the market to help lead this project. Because Jeff Mall and the other people on this Assemble Lincoln group we're not experts in development. We're experts in politics. We're experts yeah. In, yeah. in building the case yeah. and yeah. policy. Yeah. But we've never built anything like yeah. this before. So yeah. I was good with Legos when I was a kid, but a convention center is a whole other ball of wax. <laughs>
1: um, Christmas lights. You, oh. I mean, look at this weather. It's, it's It doesn't even seem like uh, – but this will change. We'll. We may, you know, by the time – <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you going to say it's going to snow?
1: <laughs> as long as I can get the heck out of here to get to Texas see my family. you got to do that. I, I hear you've got yep. a new grand- grandchild, I, right? I, That's I good. I do.
0: made that announcement last night. The yeah. Christmas lights in Lincoln are really moving. And uh, zoo lights over at um, the Lincoln Children's Zoo, powered by LES, will continue through the end of the year. One of the largest light displays in the Midwest. It's so cool. The numbers that they're putting out as far as people through the gate, and they're calling me saying, guess where they're coming from? And they're not coming from just Lincoln. Oh no, kidding. And Crete yeah. and Fremont—they're coming from the Midwest. Oh. They're coming from across the country. Huh. So, that's a good opportunity—a couple drive-through opportunities. The Star City Shores are hosting the drive-through Nebraska Christmas Light Show.
1: Now, is that the one that's been out to the ballpark?
0: Used to be at Haymarket Park. Haymarket Park, yeah. So, my route into work every day drives right by this on Highway Two, and I get a chance to see a little bit about what they're doing. And uh, great opportunity there through January third, and then Magical Lights an llc holiday light show at the lancaster oh there i go again sandhills global events Whoopsie, there should be a cuss jar in here for every <laughs> yep. time i say it wrong but uh yeah there's uh good opportunities there but just lots of great opportunities to to um get together in the community and, and share your holiday spirit and listen to great holiday music
1: yeah well oh, that's cool yeah, that's very cool well um before we uh, sign off here and go to the news, uh, let me just tell you what's coming up in the second half of the show. Uh, Jeff brought a, little, uh, a special guest with him, Mr. John Ricks, Executive Director at the Nebraska Tourism Commission. So, we'll be delighted to... Uh, I just met John for the first time out in the hallway. In fact, say hi, John.
2: Hi, John. Johnny <laughs> didn't have your Do what I'm told. Okay, yeah. yeah, you can say hi again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, John, I'm delighted to meet you and uh, look forward to chatting with you here in a few minutes after the news. But uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's an exciting time to be in Nebraska and in our capital city. And I always appreciate Jeff's uh, take on that and uh, of what's going on in the city and and the people that are coming that's that's amazing people are coming from out of town to see our lights display
0: yeah and, and and john and i will talk about this in the in the second half but uh visitors coming to this community since the pandemic have been at record levels and they're yeah. coming again from all over the place and it's not just nationally
1: okay that's cool hey folks enjoy the news we'll be back after this on 1400 and 99.3 klin pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra
0: Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back, boys
1: and girls. We got a jam packed, uh, we're having so much fun in the studio. It's like, Oh, I got to go back on the air. So anyway, we're glad that you tuned us back in, uh, the Thursday edition, the Lincoln business roundtable, where every Thursday we bring the thought leaders and different makers, uh, difference makers, uh, in the Lincoln business community, uh, to the microphone. And, uh, so we're doing it again today. Uh, don't forget, if you're not following us on the Facebook and X, formerly known as that other mm-hmm. platform, uh, we'd love to have you uh, do that. And. We try to uh, keep it entertaining after hours, if you will, and uh, yeah, some really great feedback uh, last night after the yesterday's show with, uh, with Dr. Paul Gossman, superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools, and Mr. Lanny Boswell, uh, the president of the uh, Lincoln Board of Education. So uh, if you missed that show, you might want to rewind and find us on the uh, podcast, your favorite podcast platform, or just go to klin.com. Scroll down on Dan Parsons' page and you can find it because uh, I've got a lot of feedback. And, and Jeff, you we were talking about it uh, before because Lanny was at uh, uh, the uh, event, uh, your event uh, yesterday morning. So, anyway, go back and listen to that. Uh, you may enjoy it. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, it's Friday Afternoon Club uh, with a surprise co host. Which means I don't have a ghost yet.
0: <laughs> yet <You have laughs> so to it'll be, be determined, a, yeah.
1: Yeah, TBD. I've got some feelers out there because Chef Kevin's got a gig tomorrow night, so he's, he's AWOL. But anyway, we're back with Mr. Jeff Maugh, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln, and our special guest, Mr. John Ricks, uh, the Executive Director of Nebraska Tourism Commission. Gentlemen, welcome back. John, welcome. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm having fun already. Absolutely. You, bet we are. you got your husker red on. You absolutely watched cheered those uh, ladies on today. They look they looked really good. Yeah.
0: You know, this week we heard a lot about J So these are like, you know, the blue jays, Huskers. This yeah. might be the first badge skur I've ever met.
2: <laughs> oh, so you're really gonna do that.
0: I am gonna do that. Let's <laughs> launch right going? into this Wisconsin right. background that you have.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I went to Madison. Um I'm an Army brat, but my parents were both from there. I spent mm-hmm. years there after my dad got out of the army um, and then was an ad agency guy but yeah i oh. have a, I have close ties. My sister lives there my my daughter and two kids live there, and I have another son who lives out in california but yeah um but I follow both of these teams that's <laughs> a good that's good, uh,
1: but you do have your husker red on so I do
2: have my husker red yeah. on and i and i uh, you 're going to laugh because Wisconsin plays a little in, in a little while, and i 'm going to be watching that uh, yeah I went to um, when the Huskers played the Badgers in Columbus for the national championship a couple years ago. Um, You'll get to know me a little bit better, Dan. Um, <laughs> I wore this shirt and a Wisconsin hat, and people had no idea what to do with me. What <laughs> the
1: heck does this Absolutely. guy do? Absolutely, who yeah. is he? That's cool.
2: Well, give us, give our
1: listeners a background. How long you been at uh, the tourism commission? And yep. uh, yeah, whatever. Fill in the blanks. I- I'll be
2: um, seven years old on January 9th. <laughs> wow. Um, time has really flown. Uh, I guess this, is, been that, a, this has been impossible. a great. This has been wow. a great time. Yeah, um, I've been in. I guess what you call the destination marketing business, um, for 30-ish years. Okay. Um, back when, and I'm an ad agency guy. That's yeah, came yeah, it fascinates um, me. Yeah. And um, I, I've been in it since long enough. So we were just back then discovering that you could actually market destinations. That's how long ago it was. And um, Fascinating. The the world has changed since then because yeah. now it's a... You know, arguably the largest industry in the world. Um, the money in it is ridiculous. Um, but what we're really selling is, is experience. And, and we're really, I personally, I think I'm charged with uh, getting people out of their daily routine to go find out and discover new places and things uh, and, uh, and travel.
1: That's boy. That's my dream
2: job. So I, I
1: was in politics, worked for state and federal government, and I kind of got bored with that. And and I decided I wanted to learn. And I have a journalism background. I, I've never well, same same. I'm a journalism journalist now because I got to stink mic in front of yeah. my face every five every day five days a week. But but I studied journalism at the University of Nebraska. Uh, but I never before now was a journalist. And so I decided after I did my. Uh, government and uh, worked for the state chamber that I wanted to understand the ad agency business. So I got a job uh, in, uh, as a public relations director for an ad agency in Omaha for a couple years, almost three years, and to the point where I decided, well, oh, I could do this. Hmm. <laughs> Why am I bringing all this business in for somebody else? And so anyway, 20 years ago, I started my public relations firm. And so, yeah. uh, but I do more policy, and I don't necessarily do a full-blown ad agency. And the
2: book's not out yet? Why ad agencies are what they are, or how to run ahead? (laughs) Well, the book... I don't think there's a book. No,
1: the book I'm writing, John, thanks for uh, giving (laughs) giving me a tip to promote the book I haven't started writing yet. I'm writing the book. uh, They called me a day late, because I do public relations crisis uh, management. Uh And so, yes, every stinking one of them call me at least a day late. Yeah, it's a
2: problem. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Jeff, in jumped all in. kinds of different ways. Yeah, Jeff well, and and I and I want to take this chance too, and I, I probably don't do this enough, but I want to thank John. You know, I was on the selection committee that helped bring you into this this state, and and you've done an amazing job from the time you landed. That that background that you had and a different way of looking at things was certainly a boon to tourism in the state of Nebraska, and it was a boon to better relationships, the bridging of the rural and urban divide. So you know we 've done a really good job coming out of the pandemic, so I think for people out there listening, you know your funding mechanism is real similar to what I do. I rely on heads and beds and feet in the sheets in the hotels right it 's yep. lodging tax. Mm-hmm. so talk to us about how things have gone, not only from the time you got here but coming out of the pandemic and I think our numbers have been pretty impressive
2: yeah uh, l- let 's start back um, back I, ca- I came here in 2017 and um discovered a lot of interesting things right away. Um we've done a lot of research and got a, a really good handle on what we were up against. Uh Nebraska back then was uh for a long time the least likely state for people to visit in the country. Yeah. Um and it got worse. Um there was something called there's something called brand apathy. It, it's it is yes. that People don't love you or hate you, they just don't yes, care. Yes, do, yeah. And indifference and I've been in the ad business for a long time, indifference is a really tough nut to crack. Yes. So, we it's had the first it's worse than It is. someone having an opinion,
1: they Absolutely. don't have an opinion. Yeah. I'd
2: rather I'd rather have you tell me Correct. you like me or you hate me. I just Correct. don't want you standing there looking at me like I'm who are you? or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took on those issues, we found out the barriers and and we went at them. So, I can tell you a couple of things first of all um back then around twenty eighteen ish or so um and this is just people shopping the state, just basic visitors to our website you know it was it was about three hundred and sixty four thousand back then, and this morning for this year, we went over uh a million twelve thousand wow, so wow. That's just cool. just, wow. just just and 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 it, it doesn't sound significant but if you understand that there was nobody shopping the state before <laughs> we weren't on anybody's shopping list and since then boom we're on people's shopping lists so now. what changed that john
1: other than your great leadership what uh what changed in addition um, to we your did great a leadership things.
2: first of <laughs> all you know I, I, well thank you i, I think the um, and it's really been a team effort. Jeff's, Jeff's a good friend, and we work with the Nebraska Travel Association, the Hospitality Association. This is, this is not a one-man gig. This is an industry, a huge industry. And um, I think one of the bigger things we did right off the bat is, is take took all the money out of state. And what I mean by that is yeah. uh, we need out-of-state visitors. Yeah. Um, they tend, and this is in any state, they tend to stay longer and spend more. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, as an economic driver, they bring new revenue into the state, yes. and that new money is what's really the driver because tourism is truly a revenue generator. Um, and we've been pretty good at doing that. Um, our lodge we're funded by a one percent lodging tax, like like Jeff said, and and um, we're at about eight million dollars a year now. Um, that doesn't sound like a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, let's understand that's, that's 1% right. of something. Okay. Okay, so look at it this way. For every million dollars, a, a million dollars in lodging taxes equates to about a half a billion in expenditures. Okay. Now, so there you go. Now
1: we're talking money. Hey, folks, uh, time goes fast here on the Dan Parsons Show, John, if you didn't notice. Uh, we're going to take a little break and come back and continue our conversation with John Ricks and Jeff Mall. Come on back.
0: You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. It's,
1: uh, it's days like today that make this job even more fun than, than normal. So, anyway, we're having a blast. Uh, glad you stuck around. Glad you came back. We hope you're enjoying this. Uh, uh, early, uh, almost said spring, it almost feels like spring, this early uh, winter day here on December 7th, uh, 551, it's still 54 beautiful degrees in the greatest city in America. So we're visiting with John Ricks, Executive Director of Nebraska Tourism, and Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Your Visit Lincoln, and we're just chatting with John about his job and and uh, making tourists uh, want to stay longer in this great state because it's good for every- everybody wins. Uh, those tourists get to spend their money. We get to take it from them, and and everybody's happy. <laughs> we get to take I guess, it from I guess, them. I guess that's <laughs> I'm
2: learning a lot in. from Dan yeah. today. Dan Dan, the PR Nebraska, man. Yeah, come to Nebraska, and we'll take your money. <laughs> Makes me yeah. happy when I can take your money. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, brought to you by the PR dude.
1: I, well, see, there's a method to my madness. Remember the, the, the book I'm writing?
2: Yeah. They mm-hmm. called me a daylight, yeah. so, you know, I'm just right. trying to
1: stir up some... Uh, anyway, stir away. Yeah, uh, stir away. <laughs> anyway, John, we're delighted that you're here, and uh, so yeah, uh, uh, your job is fascinating, and I appreciate that uh, ad agency background, that journalism background, and uh, yeah, that has to be very helpful in in examining what works and what doesn't work, and and the whole uh, kit and
2: caboodle. Yeah, like like we were talking before, the 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 challenges uh, that we faced initially were. Um, Frankly, daunting, um, and now uh, for your listeners, you know, over this couple of years now, um, something called the Portrait of American Travelers, which has been in its 34th year now. It's a long-standing piece of work, and all they do one one of their sections, they just ask people, where are you travel, where are you plan to travel in the next couple of years, and that's where Nebraska was 50th. Okay, so. We 're up to forty fifth now in three years which wow. is which is remarkable wow. um, we 're out of the basement yeah. um, we, we got some traction our perfor- our performance since the pandemic has been nothing but exceptional. Um, you know we went from a th- about a three point one ish down to a two point one billion dollar industry because of the pandemic. Wow. The bottom fell out yeah okay. sure so um, we are uh, in 2022, we have a, a survey of visitor expenditures every year. Uh, we're at about a 4.3, 4.4 billion dollar industry now. Um, it employs tens of thousands of people in the state, uh, generates nearly 300 million dollars of state and local taxes. Is that s- so, second? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. The, Go ahead, finish. It's third. It's Third. thirdish, okay. you know. You know, ag is ag is big here. Manufacturing is big okay. here. Okay. Um, but I, I think if you look at any other state, any state in the country, uh, tourism is always going to be up there in the top three. Okay. Um, uh, uh, and the performance over the last couple of years, um, I like to I like to call Nebraska's tourism industry the sleeping giant, and yes. we're waking it up. Yes. Because, um, it's huge. I think the the industry is. Um, well unified, uh, we have a really cool strategic plan that we 're working on um, campaign 's been successful. Uh, we have a resident sentiment study that we did that basically tells us that people really understand and support tourism in the state. they want more because it brings money into the community, helps their quality of life and things but We have to really personalize it now, so we're working on that. Uh, Bring it down to the to the grassroots level, so every Nebraskan can understand um, what tourism does uh, in their local community and how they benefit. How do people
1: view uh, this? I assume sports, and and because you know, I I I suspect, uh, and and you'll appreciate this, being an old ad guy. old? The value. There you go. There we go. Uh, well, well, we're not going to... I just became a grandfather again yesterday, so, right, you, you know, get, you let's guys get are old. notes.
2: Yeah. I have nine grandkids. Oh, there there, there you go. Uh, I win.
1: Uh, you do win. Um, what Volleyball Day in Nebraska did for us, for, for tourism? Can you Insanity. quantify that? Yeah.
2: I, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know if any... Well, first of all, I do know that... Uh, we were approached, and we sent it out to the communities in the state mm-hmm. um, by the international volleyball group about hosting different things here that's still ongoing. Yep. Um, I do know, and this is less than 24 hours after that happened, uh, we received emails and it was on the home page of their website globally. so yeah. it was huge. Yeah. Um, uh, those kinds of things, those are the areas we're getting into now mm-hmm. more and more. Um, but I do want to mention the the interesting thing now, and and this is uh, something happening nationally, is you know some states have like we have a low unemployment rate here. Um, how can we and, and we bring we brought 12.3 million overnight visitors to the state last year. So we're working with um, Casey Baylitz, who's the new head of economic development yes. here, in how we can figure out a way to 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 work with those millions and millions of people who come here um, and get them interested in in moving here absolutely uh, the research has, research in other state has, states has states have proven that today's tourists are tomorrow's residents so we're saying now today's Today's tourists can be tomorrow's Nebraskans if we figure out how to way to leverage that and we're and we're working on that right now.
0: Well and in twenty five or twenty one years that I've been doing this, I have arm wrestled economic development people not only in our office but across the state because I believe and I stand by this, that tourism is the purest form of economic development. A lot of times the first time people have a chance to spend money in your, any given community across the country or across the world is for tourism activity. Yep. Visiting a family member, coming and seeing an attraction, or attending an event. So I, I echo that. That is a huge thing that we've got to we've got to get together as an industry to yep, help relay that. You know, and and things a, are good.
2: Two things on that. First of all, there, there is another study that shows that... Um, Almost 70%, 68% of the people who act, who moved to a place, moved to a new place, were tourists first. Wow. So that makes perfect sense. It, it does make sense. And and now, that, you know, we're, we're working together, we're reaching out, we're collaborating and how to figure it out. It's not as easy as you think, because they're a little bit of oil and water. Because when you're on a vacation, you don't want to think about moving somewhere. It's, it's quite the opposite. You want to leave all that at home, but there are ways to do it. And and we're looking at them. We're really excited about it.
0: Yeah. We're in the stretch run, John. So I not only want to encourage people to follow the Nebraska tourism commission on all social media, you've got an amazing travel guide. What kind of things do you want people to remember from this conversation or think about as we go into the next year when it comes to the state of Nebraska?
2: Yeah, I think that, I I think the biggest thing is, is the progress we've made. Um, I had a conversation with somebody the other day on this, on this theme of the sleeping giant we've opened up one eye, possibly two, you know, and we're working on sitting this giant up, and truth, truthfully, we, I think we can do that. Uh, we have some funding issues that we have to talk about. We, our budget is simply not adequate. That, and that was, yeah. I, I was trying to
1: yeah. re- reference that earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's enough.
2: But, but, but the thing is, is that we're gonna do the best we can with the money sure, we have. absolutely. And we're gonna and continue to do have, that. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's, and, and it's been very successful. Um, I have a passion for the industry. I, I've had it for years. Every state, every country has cool places, to, things to do and things to say. But, um, yeah, we're really excited. And uh, thanks a lot for having John, me. John, thank today.
1: you. Jeff, as always. Folks, that's the show. Now go do good things.